motherfuckers. Yeah, that is not how I normally start these, uh, but uh, I did that special for my guest today. Today we have Ashanti Gilbert. Uh, can you just real quick first uh, explain that phrase to, to me and to everybody and how that came to be? Oh my God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I put you on the spot right away. Right. Like, oh my God. Um, so Spencer and I used to work together. Um at a production company uh, back home in Illinois. And that's how I greeted Spencer. Like after I got to know him and everything, like that was just like our little like inside thing, like walk into his office and like, well, hello, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You say it much better than I do. Yeah, Yeah. but that's that's definitely, oh my God. Even when I like send you messages or, or like comment on like your Facebook page, like that's immediately what I say, like, what yeah. up, motherfucker? <laughs> and and Sharon and I, wanted me to say back to you, hello, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and and where did this come from? Oh, was it a movie or something? I can't. I have old people brain. I think it was like a movie, <laughs> or or something that I was quoting. I think it was one of the videos that had gone viral around that time of this little boy who was being filmed, and he just said, "Well, hello, motherfucker." And yes. I don't know why. But he did. <laughs> and we kind of just like took that. That's ours now. Like, yes. More props. Well, <laughs> I have to give all the credit to you because you were the one who started saying it. And you, <laughs> for some reason, I reminded you of this phrase. I'm not entirely sure why or something like that. But I I love it. From day one, I've loved it. <laughs> like, it's that's how we should just greet everyone. Like, it's... <laughs> throw Absolutely. everybody off <laughs> right oh i wish i had the balls to just go up to somebody on the street and say well hello motherfucker <laughs> all right they were like who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right um all right well enough of that nonsense we are here to talk about weed cannabis pot whatever you want to call it uh so yeah ashanti and i used to work together um if it's over five years ago and then she had to go and leave us and move into the beautiful northwest of the country so yeah. i'm super jealous about that um, oh man it's beautiful here it is beautiful <laughs> uh maybe someday maybe someday we'll get out there yes um so you actually moved to a, at the time, a legal state. I think, is it Oregon? Yep, I moved to Oregon. Yep. And uh, yeah, what, what's your history with cannabis like? And then was moving to Oregon any part of, or was cannabis any reason why you moved to Oregon? So um, as one does, we experiment with the devil's lettuce. Um, <laughs> um, I experimented like with, with, with weed um, when I was like pretty much like middle school. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped like then college and, you know, of course you got to smoke in college. Um, and then I stopped when um, I met my husband who was kind of like against it at first, like, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, mm-hmm. he was very prudent about that. <laughs> so I stopped and then he, um, when I started working with you, um, he had just like started partaking in like smoking cannabis. He had a really stressful job and I'm, you know, he and his best friend and, and me, we were both like, you know, this may help, like, you know, take some stress off. Like if you just, you know, smoke a joy, like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they help. And and so that, you know, that kind of like did help him a lot, actually, like just like dealing with like the stress of his very like stressful job. Um, so we were smoking like maybe like one or two years before we moved out and heavy. We were smoking heavy like um, before we moved out to Oregon. And when we decided that we were going to move, that was one of the requirements. It really was that mm. that we can go somewhere where lead, weed is le- legal um, or it's about to be legal, like whatever the case. But we needed to make sure that we had access to the marijuana. And moving here, like I think when we moved here in October of 2015, they had just passed the law that they were allowing medicinal um, and recreational weed. So we had got in like right at the beginning of it where the the laws were still constantly changing, mm. like all these different things and, and different nuances were happening, like right around that time where like certain states were like, okay, this is what it is. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was obviously a, a little bit of like the Wild West when those first few states started legalizing mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't, I don't remember all the different rules in Oregon. Are you allowed to grow any? Do you have to be a medical patient to grow any? How does that work? So initially, um, initially how it worked was, and and I may be saying it wrong, when we they first legalized weed, in order for you to grow, you did have to have a license. You didn't have to be the medical patient. But you had to um, say, well, I'm growing it for this person. Oh, right. Like a caregiver situation or something like that. Exactly. Um, We actually grew our first like plant when we like a few months after we moved here. um, My husband was working at a dispensary part time and um, we like bought a clone and we grew it for like a few months or whatever. And like our closet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I think now, I think now the, the law is like, you can, you can grow your own in home. You have to have like, I think it's like a few plants, like you, it's like a limit on how many like plants you can grow. Okay. But yeah, like, but as far as like an actual like farm and things like that, cause honestly, like you go down the street from my house right now, there's a farm. Mm. <laughs> Like it, it's just like, it's everywhere. It's unbelievable to the point where we have like an abundance of like weed here. And it's, it's, it's quite crazy, honestly, but I love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's so weird that it's just in certain parts of the country, it's just kind of everywhere and Mm -hmm. there's no problem and it's 100% legal. And I mean, the whole banking situation is another issue, but yeah, it's really weird to think that we are living during the time where it's becoming legal throughout the country. Absolutely. I do remember a time where, um, when, when it all first started happening here as one of the pioneer states, um, they had so many rules, like trying to like regulate how all of this was going. Like, even like, like you said, the bank situation, um, there was a rule on like the, like how close dispensaries can be to each other. Oh yeah. I think it was like, it was something like weird, like a, like a thousand like square feet or something. It was weird. But now when like five years and like now, five years now after that has happened, it's like everywhere you look, there's a dispensary like on every corner. And I'm like, what just happened? 
Yeah, I'm a little worried that they're like oversaturating the market or something. Like mm-hmm. you want to, it's good that it's everywhere, but also you 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 want to. People still need to be in business, and you know somebody's going to shut down eventually. Although I don't know. I mean, people love their weed, so maybe that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Um. What we do is when we like my husband and I, we research everything. So when we pick up, um, we we find the best deals at the dispensaries. We sit down. We go on, we look online and then we're like, okay, well, they have this deal for pre-rolls or they have this deal for ounces. Um, and, and we kind of like figure out like the best deal, the best bang for our buck, even if that means that we're going to two different dispensaries. And a lot of times, and, and probably back at home in Chicago too, the dispensaries aren't carrying the same strains. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you have like more options to move around. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think for uh, when it all started, I think for medical patients, you could you had to like register at one place. But now with recreational, I mean, I think you can pretty much just go wherever, whenever you want, which is insane. Just go get the best deal or you don't have this. They got this over there. I'll go there if you can, if you got the time to drive around. But yeah, I mean, definitely there's rules about how close they can be to schools and, and all that sort of thing. So we're not as saturated as it sounds like Oregon is for sure. Oh my god, it's it's really saturated to the to the point where like weed is like significantly cheaper like because it's so saturated because there's right. so many dispensaries everywhere like there's one place that we would go and I kid you not like we would get $60 ounces. Mm. And and you can split that ounce between like they have like obviously like low grade, mid range and like high grade but and those prices go up as you go in as you go up in tiers but like to be able to like buy an ounce of weed for sixty dollars that's insane yeah that's crazy and (laughs) i'm i i think the illinois taxes are like the worst in the country for for cannabis Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that adding you know here in illinois adding that on top of the already higher prices it's 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 ridiculous so it's good to yeah. hear that there are some places where it's not quite as expensive yeah it's not expensive like that and that, and that i think i think weed is the only if i'm not mistaken the only thing that has like sales tax here it's the way that they work it out but um it's the only thing that really has sales tax here mm-hmm. yeah I, I remember hearing that oregon has some weird tax rules laws so i mean Mm -hmm. yeah they're making a ton of money from that yeah um what you said that you grew a plant how did it go uh it was so my husband was the mastermind behind it because apparently i killed all of our plants Mm. so so he was definitely the the evil genius um and it went really well like um like i said we don't go into things that where we don't research but just like learning like okay this is how you trim this is like this is the lighting that you need this is the kind of like environment that you need this is how you need to water it the soil and everything um that it needs to thrive it was just amazing like we grew a pretty decent plant in our closet (laughs) i'm impressed like, like it was just, I mean, our, our light bill was kind of high, mm. but but it was amazing. It was a pretty decent plant. And then you had to do the whole dry it out and cut the pieces. And how much did it yield? Uh, I want to say it was a little bit over 
over like two ounces, I believe. Yeah, we had to do the whole process. The good thing was a lot of our friends here, like are are smokers as well. Um, a lot of our friends like grew up on farms here, so they were their parents were already probably growing it. Yeah. So like a lot of like those like tips and like tricks that they had, they would just like show us how to do it. I remember when it was time to harvest, like we were sitting at our island, like trimming and like <laughs> and clipping and making sure that everything was perfectly fine. Um, just make a party. Yeah, exactly. It was a, it was like three or four people <laughs> sitting around the island, just making sure like, okay, this is what we do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool that you had people, you know, with knowledge helping you out to make it as good as possible. Yeah. Would you ever grow again? I actually do want to grow again. Um, we have a nice size backyard right now where we, we have ample space to do a grow. Um, it's just, I want to make sure that we have the time. Um, right now it's raining season, so mm. I don't want it to like get overwatered or, you know, start to like mold or anything like that. But I do want to do it, another grow. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a big reason why so many of these plants are grown inside now, because you can control the light, you can control the water. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think with the light, you would probably know more than me, but because you can give it light all the way, you know, throughout the day, uh, it actually grows faster. Um, mm. So you don't have to wait, you know, how a normal harvest would be out outside. Exactly. Um, we had a we had a timer. So say for instance, and this is just like arbitrary numbers, say for instance, the, the plant that we were growing needed 12 hours of light. We had that timer set on so that it can just turn off mm -hmm. and then turn back on. Um, that way, like if we're like taking a day trip to the coast or something, it's not like we're, we don't have to like think about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's dig a little bit deeper into your personal experiences with this stuff. Uh, when was the first time that you tried it? <laughs> Give me all the details. <laughs> Funny story. Um, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, one of my good friends, his older brother used to sell it. And this is when it was illegal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so his older brother used to sell it and... I forget what happened, but we ended up taking it from him, not his older brother, but taking it from him and like smoking it behind like this like wooded area, like in my neighborhood when I grew up, um, smoked it. I was so high, like I was probably in like the eighth grade, so high. I was also very active in church. Mm -hmm. And the day that we smoked it, I had Bible study. Oh, boy. Um, and I had an hour before Bible study and my aunt was coming to pick me up to, so we can go to church. And my brother noticed that I was high and he's like, you're high, aren't you? I was like, no, what are you talking about? Like I was paranoid. <laughs> like, <No chair. laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my God. So he started waving his hands in front of my face and I'm like all off balance. <laughs> Like, like stop that so I'm trying to like also gain my composure before my aunt comes to pick me up and I walk into church and I just felt like all eyes were on me if they were <laughs> they weren't that's what it and felt I, like yeah and I was like everybody knows oh my god <laughs> 
And I had no idea, like, how to come down from that high. Mm-hmm. I was just quiet. Like, I was just quiet the whole time. Like, I said nothing to no one. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, what What was going through your head? Like, how, I guess the first thing is, how did you know you were high? What What did you feel physically and or mentally? Like, at that time, like, outside of, like, the paranoia, like, I right. just felt just, like, cloudy. Like, I really felt cloudy. Like, I was just, I don't know. Like, it was just a different, like, I'm naturally, like, a hyper person. I don't need sugar or anything to, like, hype me up. I'm naturally just a hyper person. But, like, my senses felt dulled. Mm. Like, I did not, I, like, I just felt really just, like, subdued, if you will. Oh, and so, and so, feel you knew that this was different. That this was because of the thing that you had just smoked. Um, and did you? How did you feel about just the feeling before you get into all the paranoia stuff? How did you like the feeling of it? Oh yeah, I, I definitely did like it. <laughs> I did. I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. Like I was just hanging with my friends, and this is just something that we decided that we were going to do and I just I was okay with it like cool this is what we do now yeah <laughs> uh so uh so skipping to now bible study time you are paranoid <laughs> you are not saying anything uh did what was your experience of that situation like did it change uh was your interaction with the ch- I, th- I assume you were in a church did was your interaction your your experience of being in a church differently was reading the bible different at all for you because you had now had this totally different mental side of you honestly i don't even think i think i just was like a bump on the log that day mm. normally i would like like i said i would be interacting with people and i just wasn't interacting at all and i was okay with it but <laughs> because it's church like I grew up in the church I see these people like two times a week I'm okay I really need to interact with you but um no I didn't I didn't see like the difference of like picking up the bible or anything like that I kind of like try to go along with the with the whole routine Mm -hmm. of what it's like to be in bible study high in the eighth grade and not get caught (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, you're trying to go through the motions to make it uh, as not obvious as possible. Exactly. Like, I don't want to hear anything. I just, <laughs> let me just get through this hour and a half. <laughs> right. Did anybody say anything to you afterwards? I, I'm guessing that it was somewhat obvious to people that, you know, you weren't your interactive high energy self you were just a bump in the log uh did did people talk to you about it um no one mentioned it to me um if they noticed it they definitely did not mention it to me it probably if anything it probably would have got back to my grandmother who was also a trustee of the church mm-hmm. <laughs> but no one ever said anything to me no one said anything so i was like okay got away with it <laughs> let's try it again let's try this again but not not on the day that i have bible study right right so how how did you or how you know what what happened after that did it become a habitual thing did you wait a while before you tried it again i definitely did wait a while um until trying it again i think the honestly 
the next time that I tried it, um, I would say it was more close to like my senior year in like high school. I think, yeah, I, I that was the first time. And then like senior year in high school, I was like, okay, I'm about to go to college. I need to figure something out. But yeah, I think uh, trying it again was my senior year in high school. And even that wasn't like a habitual thing. It was just kind of like sparingly, like here and there. Uh, and was it always with other people or were you getting it on your own? That's a funny story. I'm, I love all the stories. <laughs> Anytime a story pops in your head, you just tell it. Funny story. I have never, until my adult years, and I mean like well into my adult years, I'm mm-hmm. in my mid-30s right now, I have never bought weed myself. It was always with someone that I trusted mm-hmm. to to buy the weed for me. Like I've never like bought it myself. And I came to that realization with my husband um, when we were in Oregon and he's like, I'm always picking out the weed. I'm always paying for it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's because I never had to. (laughs) So let's just stick with the tradition. But now I'm, (laughs) now I'm more, I'm more like, okay, let's look at this. Um, Let's see how this works what's the best deal or, Ooh, let's try this and things like that. But yeah, before it was always, I never had to acquire it myself. Um, I just recently learned how to roll a joint myself. And uh, how's that going? <laughs> Pretty good. Cause I don't do it by hand. Like we have like all these contraptions right? <laughs> that I can do it with. Um, I, I feel like me being left-handed, like definitely, uh, throws a throws a, a ranch in the kibosh because uh, I, I can't do it by hand. I've tried it; it comes out horribly. <laughs> why? Why would being left-handed? I mean, I, I'm assuming this the person trying to teach you is right-handed, so they have yeah. a hard time flipping it, probably. Exactly, and then and then my thing is like, obviously, I've been left-handed my whole life. I just feel like me being left-handed, a lot of things that what I like to call normal people can do. I can't do it with my hands. (laughs) I just cannot do it. That goes for like rolling a joint, French braiding. I can't do any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me to do it. French braiding, I think, just uses both hands equally. I I would gather. You would gather that, but there's like a technique. (laughs) Like I've tried it and all of my braids are like, apparently there's a term it's called underhanded. So it's like underneath the hair. Like you can't, you can't really, Mm. yeah, it's, it's weird. Oh, I see. Okay. You're doing it like (laughs) upside down or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, nope, I'm okay. So I hope I never have girls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you're using one of these contraptions to roll a joint I think I've seen those then that I assume that that helps a lot then it does it helps a lot um it definitely helps with efficiency (laughs) it helps to make sure that my joints aren't like skinny and like loose well you never know when you are going to be stranded on an island without your uh, joint roller contraption. So, you know, maybe you should go back to every once in a while, just try see if you can roll one by hand just to, you know, keep keep that muscle memory going. Maybe I'll just find a leaf. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you have it with you, uh, that's what you're going to need to use on an island. Exactly. You're absolutely right, though. I've tried like YouTube videos and I get so frustrated with them. 
what are you talking about? How are you doing that? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want I want you to roll one by hand and I want you to take a picture and send it to me. I got you. And then I want you to roll one with the machine and I want to see see how they compare. Uh, I got you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> All right, cool. And then I'm going to post them on my Instagram. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Um, so when you get high, when the, you know, what are, what are some of the first things that you start to feel that, you know, all right, now it's, now it's starting to happen. Um, it honestly depends on the strain. Um, and I keep a weed journal for that. Oh, cool. (laughs) Because I like to try different, a lot of different strains. What I've come to realize is that I don't like indicas as much because they definitely like sit you down and definitely make you sleepy and just like drowsy. I don't like indicas. So like for me, if I'm smoking an indica, the first thing that I feel it is in my head and then my eyes get heavy and then, and then that's it. When I was, um, cause I was in school when I was working with you. So like when I was in school, I found out that it was like certain strains that would help you study and, and you know, give you that like energy and that focus. So um, Cinex being one of them, I used to smoke that all the time. If I had to write a paper, like right before I needed to write my paper, I would write that because what it would do is it kind of like activated my superpowers, if you will. <laughs> and I can focus more. I can literally bullshit a five page paper and it will be an A plus paper. <laughs> but um it really does just depend on the strain because even some sativas, you can feel it in your face, like you can feel like these tingling sensations. You can have like a body high where it's just like your body feels light. So yeah, it just depends. So writing a paper sober and stoned, what what is happening there? Why is it easier to write a paper when you were high? It's easier. I, I think it's just like you're tapping into to something or you're unlocking something that you wouldn't have unlocked when you're sober. Like it's like this creativity. And, and if you look up like descriptions of like certain sativas, like it'll say, this is the high that you're going to feel. You're going to feel more creative. You're going to feel more energetic. Um, and it's just like, to me, it's like it's unlocking that creativity that you needed to write that paper. Like not saying that you aren't creative when you're sober. It's just you are you're open. You're you're it allows you just to tap in just a little bit more so that you can pull that out. Yeah. Creativity is one of those big topics when it comes to weed. Uh, what is there anything else that you do that you would consider creative, creative, uh, you know, a creative endeavor? Um, let's see. I cook a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, creative. I, yeah, I cook. I cook a lot. Uh, and I think I mentioned it to you. Like, so my husband and I have just started like making like tinctures and oils and butters. So decided to experiment, and I was like, oh, I'll make some shrimp and grits. And with the shrimp, I'll saute them in the oil that we made. Mm-hmm. And it was the best fucking thing. I don't know why we hadn't been doing this. But <laughs> it was just amazing. Like, just like the different ideas that I came up with, like, oh, I could do this. 
well, what if I try this? Like, and these are like, maybe some things may have been like stagnant or blocked had I been like sober, but it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a different, it's like a different realm almost. Like you just, you, the best way that I can describe it is that you're unlocking something. It's like mm-hmm. achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I think there should be a video game that's that has just a bunch of achievements, but it's all based around weed. And, you know, you, you pick yes. up a joint and you get high and like, oh, I, I learned this new skill or something yeah. like that. Yes, yes. My husband has been, um, he's been cooking with weed for like a while. Like he would make brownies or whatever. But now with the, the machine that we have now, it's the fuse on like the the slow release of just like eating the brownie and then all of a sudden it just like hitting you i remember when we first made the brownies with the the new machine that we have we used a certain strain and then we like wrote down like how it made us feel because i keep the weed journal and we were both doing something in the house i think we were cleaning and we both looked at each other like, oh, shit, do you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to sit down for a second. Like, mm. where the fuck did that just come from? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's it's different. <laughs> so I love the fact that you're keeping this weed journal. You're being very scientific about it. And I, uh, <laughs> I think I've talked to one or two other people who have done something similar. Um, so uh, I had a question about that. I think it was related to creativity. So do you, wait, oh, when you, when you read about different strains and it says this will make you more creative, do you find that, or, or other things too, like uh, it'll make you sleepy or it'll make you whatever, do you find that those are accurate to you? Um, sometimes more than likely they are. Uh, recently we, we picked up, um, am I allowed to say the strains? I think I did earlier, but I'm sorry. I don't see why not. I mean, okay. hey, they're they're not paying for it, but they might as well get a plug, right? Right. Um. So, so one of the strains that um that we had picked up was Bruce Banner, mm. and and I could not, for the life of me, understand why it's my bedtime and I can't fucking go to sleep. <laughs> I'm laying in bed. At one o'clock in the morning, I should have been asleep hours ago. And I'm like, why am I not asleep? So I text my husband because my husband works overnight. And I text him and I say, yo, I can't sleep. <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I smoked before bed, but I can't sleep. And he's like, well, I don't know. So I looked it up and I was like, he's like, well, maybe it's this. And I looked it up and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like it literally says it makes you and it gives you energy it literally says energized oh man <laughs> so i'm in bed and i'm like okay so the next night i was like can't smoke that before bed tried to smoke another one i before i even like started smoking it i was like let me look it up like before i smoke it that one says creativity energy focus i'm like i don't need that shit to go to bed so so i was like okay where's the other strain the other strain was like okay makes you feel a little bit drowsy it helps you sleep blah blah blah. all this this is what i need to be smoking right now (laughs) and i'm like what the hell is happening okay okay but yeah definitely 
I definitely need to look into the strains before smoking them because it's certain effects that I want. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, you're the one who's doing all this research yet somehow you, uh, you missed that one. I definitely missed it. Um, and I think in my wee journal, like when I went to like write how the Bruce Banner made me feel, there was a previous entry of the Bruce Banner and it gave me a completely different feeling. Hmm. And I was like, that's interesting because I know like, I know they all have the same names, but like sometimes different farms, the way that they, the way that they grow them, like all of this, like how they like mix them or like create these hybrids or whatever is it, it's, it, there's a difference. I was like, well, the first time I smoked it, it made me feel like this, but this time, like I feel like this, so right. So it could have come from a different farm or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Uh, I think I just I find it so interesting. Um, you know, some people say that they that those descriptions do work for them. You know, they have the same feelings. Sometimes they don't. So, uh, yeah, it's always interesting to see who who is who does what. I highly recommend keeping a weed journal <laughs> for everybody listening. Do that. Be, you got to be scientific about it because, you know, there might be one that you don't like so much. And you're, how are you going to know that in, if, if you might forget? You exactly. might forget. And if you're smoking, if you're doing it right, you're definitely going to fucking forget. <laughs> right. So uh, so how's your memory when you get high? <laughs> right. So, but yeah. Uh, how's my memory? Yeah. Uh, I already have old people brain. <laughs> So it is not the best. It is definitely heightened when I am high. Like my husband can literally tell me something. Anyone can literally tell me something. And then five minutes later, I completely forgot what the fuck you just said. <laughs> I'm like, yep. And, I, and I, I'm so courteous. Like I will just agree. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally know what you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely know. And then later on when it's important to have remembered, <laughs> I'm like, I don't recall that. <laughs> what Did are you, you saying to me? W- was your memory bad before you started smoking habitually? No. I, no. I, I lie. I lie. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I've kind of taken like because and I think it's. I think it's a number of things that have caused like my memory to just be bad. One, honestly, if I'm being very honest, I'm not like fully listening. <laughs> Thank you for being <laughs> honest. If I'm, I, I, I just listen for very, it's kind of like skim reading. Like I listen for important words. Mm-hmm. Like I listen to see if you're hurt. I listen <laughs> to see if you need food and then like my husband calls it autopilot. Like I'm just, you're talking to me and I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And then when I feel like I really need to be listening is when I like focus again and then I can put all the shit that I like piece together (laughs) back into the conversation. Like, Oh, so you mean this? And it sounds like I'm listening, but honestly I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, it's like the story of my life. <laughs> so that so that that happens a lot. Um, but also like just like I think I've been jaded too because I work in the school system. So a lot of times like when kids come up to tell you shit, you're just 
Uh, you're like, uh-huh. You're not bleeding. No one did anything to you. Okay. <laughs> it's not an emergency and you're not hungry. I don't care. Right. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I think kids are known to just sort of tell people unimportant things sometimes because mm-hmm. they want to, and that's cool, but most of the time it's not anything that anybody needs to hear. Yeah, and I'm not like a small talk person, so that's it too. Mm. Like, So if I feel like it's like definitely small talk, I'm going to zone out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm a very nice person, but like, like that part, I'm like, mm, I mean... <laughs> But what you're saying better be important. Yeah, it better be important and better have some substance. Um, yeah, I'm not a small talk person either, which is why I kind of like this because it's like it's like it's not small talk, but it's uh, you, you know you're you're digging for information, which I yeah I yeah like exactly the inquisitive part of it is is what is what makes it good. But if you're just like just talking to just kind of like fill the silence, right, right, right. No bueno. <laughs> That's the worst. Okay. Well, speaking of questions, um, so you you've already mentioned that you like to smoke, and mm-hmm. you cook it with food. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any other methods of intake that you like, or is it do you mostly stick to those two? Uh, smoke. Uh, eating. No. Um, I don't. In it. Well, have you ever had a gas mask? <laughs> I I have heard about this. I have seen it uh not in person uh so i'm i'm i have guesses of where this is going but go ahead so so we actually bought our gas mask um in evanston okay Um, and the first time we did it like it's it's kind of like we had to come up with a rule where you're like okay you can't do this by yourself like you have to have someone watching over you you can't mm-hmm. do it by yourself because the mask itself fills up with so much smoke. It's like the concentration of smoke that you're inhaling. I'm sure you're not supposed to be inhaling that much smoke at once, but it is an amazing feeling. And yeah, so other than that, no, like I've had friends that have offered dabs um, and in no slight to them or anyone who enjoys dabs. But for me, in my head, I feel like that's like one step closer to smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. H- have you ever tried one or you just know you know what's involved and you just decline? I just decline. I have never tried one. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like the contraption of and how it looks, it kind of feels like I'm going to like end up like in a Richard Pryor situation where he was freebasing and, and like burn my fucking face off. Like, I don't want those problems. <laughs> no, no. I've definitely heard that uh, just the high part of it, it, it definitely has taken it to a whole other level. Yeah. I don't want, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. You're good with where you are. Exactly. Like I said, no, like no shade to like anyone who enjoys it. Do you? But for me, I'm okay. <laughs> so, what do you think your tolerance is like? Uh, like, how how often do you get high? Um, realistically, I smoke every day that I come home. Mm-hmm. Like, and I may smoke a gram, like pre-rolled joint by myself 
and that's that's when I come home and then when I go to bed I may smoke like half of another pre-roll joint so like when we first when I first like re-entered into like the marijuana world like my tolerance was not at all high um but now and especially during this pandemic it is definitely risen uh I can remember to the beginning of the pandemic uh I was like furloughed from work Mm. so that's all I could do was just be at home watch tv and smoke so I would just tell my husband like hey we're smoking right now like and it's like every like 30 minutes like you got another joint roll should I roll some more joints like what like are we gonna just use our pipes like are we gonna like smoke out the bong let's get creative like how do we do this are we gonna use the gas mask (laughs) like how do we do this (laughs) So your tolerance has probably gone way up just in the last, you know, 10 months or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's not a day that I don't come home and and not smoke. Like, I I work a very stressful job. And so when I come home, I'm just like, this is my time to kind of like, relax and just settle into like me being in the house for the rest of the day. So what... In a very general sense, what is it that you feel when you get high? Why do you like it? Why does it uh, help you from the stress of the day? Um, it's just, it's just like the the feeling of like relaxation. Like sometimes it's like even though like you can relax yourself, like having that assistance of being able to relax is for me is needed. Um, because sometimes I'm just, I could be, I can be high strung. So like smoking a joint, whether it's like an indica, a sativa or a hybrid, it still in some way kind of like subdues me and settles me down and kind of like, all right, relax. Other times, like if I'm not smoking, like I feel like the, the anxiety and the stress and everything, like I feel it on me. So like when I'm smoking, like it's like, all the cares have just const- have just went away. Even for however long I'm going to stay high, they've just gone away. And I can, I don't know, I feel like in a sense, not to say that I'm not my full self when I'm, when I'm sober, mm-hmm. but in a sense, like, I feel like there's no inhibitions and I could just be me. Like, yeah. whether that's me being goofy, you know, just like, talking like joking apparently i get extremely funny when i'm high (laughs) (laughs) apparently i do um but it just i don't know it's just it makes me personally feel like i'm relaxed i'm not on anymore Mm. i'm just just in this space uh so when you when the pandemic hit and you were furloughed what what am I trying to say there? So you you didn't have the stress of the job, um, but you felt like you know there's nothing really else to do. It's not like you can go out to bars or restaurants or anything like that. Exactly. Um, what what was it about smoking weed that you felt like you needed to do it so much? Um, honestly, it was just out like it was a lot of it was just like out of boredom. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing else to do. Like right. And I don't want to pick up drinking a lot because that's not a good habit. No. 
So it's either be an alcoholic or be a stoner. And I think I chose being a stoner because, um, I mean, it's not a it's not a bad habit. Like it's not addicting. It's just just hanging out like and watching TV, like sitting down with your, your significant other or your friends. Like we have like a, a five person like friend pod mm-hmm. um, and just like hanging out with them. It's just it's just recreation. Like this is just what we do. Like throw on an anime, watch it, watch a couple anime episodes, smoke a joint. <laughs> and that it's it just kind of like out of boredom, really. Yeah. Like what else am I supposed to do? Have you ever, um, do, or do you ever take a, like a tolerance break just to sort of reset yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, I think tolerance breaks are very important to take. Um, we took one, uh, was that four months ago? Um, I believe my husband like had to like, uh, detox to like take a drug test and mm. so in solidarity I stopped with him not everybody so, would do that yeah I'm, I'm a very nice wife <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely stopped with him and he's like you don't have to stop and I was like well it kind of feels awkward that like my smoking partner isn't smoking and I'm here like smoking <laughs> so I'll take it with you but um, yeah it was it was you feel a lot of the the stressors come back like you're like very like hot on edge <laughs> like oh my god i can't wait till you take this piss test so i could just smoke. <laughs> how long was that was this break for uh it was for a month and a half two months mm. it felt like the longest month and a half ever yeah i'm like okay so we're not spending money on weed. Um, what else can we do? And at that point, when we were taking our uh, our tolerance break, um, we drank more. Mm-hmm. Like we bought a bar cart. We learned how to make drinks. Like it was still like a social thing. But I'm like, I don't want to drink like that. Like I'm not a drinker. <laughs> like an occasional drink here or there, cool. But right. I don't want to, yeah, no. I just want to like, I just want to inhale the smoke. I want to taste the terpenes. I want to like <laughs> need something. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the terpenes. Uh, how do they differ? What what things do you taste? Um, uh, so for me, uh, you can there's like citrus ones, whatever. There's certain like strains, like we'll talk about like we'll talk about like this terpene, like helps with like anxiety it helps with all of this or like even just the taste of it uh which one was it that we were just smoking oh my god it was something lemon i can't even think of it i can't think of it but you can literally taste it like it tastes like lemons yes you like you can smell it and i know like sometimes like all weed smells the same Mm mm-hmm but like the fact that you can smell it, you can see these like, oh, it's uh, the science of it all. It's just the taste for me. Like um, when we first started and we actually got into the the whole science thing, like looking it up, like researching, because before it was just like, okay, I'm just going to get some weed. And I'm just going to smoke it. Right. 
just like diving into like the science aspect of it and everything. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm sure that some of it is breeding, but I don't I don't know enough about like how did did this citrus thing this lemon thing what did it was it natural in one plant and then they just started breeding that i don't it's fascinating that uh yeah. that, that that can happen like i don't know if it's if it's the oils or like you said like if it's natural like like how are they you know what i mean like how are you breeding it but oh my god it's i don't know yeah <laughs> i want to go to school for it but i don't know oh that would be cool um, do you do you find that um, ones with those certain flavors, those certain terpenes, do they affect your high differently? Is there, you know, of all the lemon ones, do they have a similar effect to you, or is it more of a of just a, of a flavor for you, a, an aroma and a flavor? Um, I think in a sense that they do have a different effect, but going into it, like, um, there's one that I really enjoy. Um, it's the, it's, it's like a hybrid. So it's, I forget what it's, what it's mixed with, but it's lemon sour diesel. And so sour diesel on its own, it sounds just like what it is, right? It sounds chemical as fuck. Mm. (laughs) And I don't like that. I don't like that taste. I don't like Yeah, I don't like the taste or how it like burns and smells, but like the lemon sour diesel, like has this more like citrusy, like fruity kind of like taste and smell. Like I don't Mm want to smell like I'm like smoking chemicals. (laughs) Yeah. So the lemon, it it makes it nicer and and more flavorful. And yes. Yeah. And it's it's a little more smooth. It's a little more smooth in my opinion. Nice. Um. But yeah, I think honestly, I think in my in my weed journal, I wrote down sour diesel. I was like, do not like. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's good to know because I know I would forget. But with memories like ours, you need to write the, this shit down. I'm like, do not like, never will try it again. Um, a funny story, like just going back to what you um you were talking about like different ways that like I take weed or like that I like experiment with weed. Um, when we first moved here, I've never had a gummy before. Mm-hmm. And this particular gummy was called like a squib. And so my husband like dosed it out for me. and was like, all right, this is what you take. Like, you'll be all right. And I was like, okay, fine. I took it. And like an hour later I was on the couch like a little roach on my back. Like, I don't like this feeling. I can't go to sleep. I feel like I'm falling. Like, <laughs> I don't like it at all. He's like, just relax. I'm like, I'm trying, but I can't. <laughs> so I would never do a squib again. <laughs> what, what, what was it? It um, That was just the brand name? Uh, I don't think it's the, I think it is the brand name, but it was just like very concentrated. Even the small dosage that he gave me was just really concentrated. And I was, I did not like it at all. Um, when I often get too high, I describe it as the in-between. And the in-between for me is you've seen the movie Inception, right? Yes. And how it's kind of like that kaleidoscope, like everything's like collapsing on itself. 
Mm-hmm. So it's almost like vertigo, but not really. Hmm. And I call it the in between. And if you, if any of my friends have ever spoke with me, they know when I'm in the in between because I would start leaning up against the wall, just, <laughs> just so I can keep my balance. Because I'm like, I don't like this. I don't yeah. like this. And if I sit down, then it, I feel like it's worse. So I have to huh. stand up and like brace myself. Because because <laughs> you're trying to keep the walls up. Exactly. Like stop collapsing. <laughs> That's so interesting that <laughs> sitting down makes it worse. Yeah. It, I've tried sitting down. I've also disappeared like out of the room like that we were smoking in. Like, okay, I'm going to go and just go and lay down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I'm feeling it. I'm just going to disappear and you won't see me anymore. <laughs> I am done. Uh, so this brings up the question, have you ever had any hallucinations while high on weed? Uh I can't say that I have outside of the like in between. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> can't. It's more of a, a feeling that this thing is sort of happening to your brain, but it's not. Yeah. 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 No, no, no hallucinations. Um, unless you want to consider the in between the hallucination. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I want to call that. It's a it's a feeling that you don't like that I hope you don't have to experience unless you want to for some reason. Exactly. Like I I know my level, I know my limit. Um and I'm completely fine and comfortable in myself now where I'll tap out if I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you definitely got to know uh, what what that line is. Mhm. That is going to be the end of Ashanti's part one episode. Uh, Stay tuned for next week when her part two will air. Uh, And in that one, look out for some fun food combination discussion. So as usual, rate and review if you do uh, write a review. Uh, That would be great Uh, on Apple Podcast, of course. That really does help get this little podcast some more exposure. Uh, And uh, subscribe and share and tell all the people about it. And uh, you can send me a note, you can send me a message, you can send me an email. All of that information is in the episode description. So, until next time, this is Spencer and somebody else talking about what it's like to be high. Goodbye.